Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with David J.P. Fisher about creating a hybrid marketing and outreach business plan during the pandemic and beyond. David is a speaker, coach, and author of nine books, including the best-selling Hyper-Connected Selling and Networking in the 21st Century, Why Your Network Sucks and What to Do About It. We discuss improving your digital presence, how to build meaningful relationships online, what hybrid meeting habits will carry over into a post-pandemic world, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, David. I appreciate you taking the time to talk. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on twice. <laughs> <laughs> to anyone listening, but this is take two of this episode of this because of technical difficulties on the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we planned it this way and just to get it really good. <laughs> we wanted to practice to make sure we were bringing you the best information possible. And on take one, one of the things we talked about that you brought up was don't with everyone talking about the pandemic and what's going to, when it's going to be over, what's the new normal. Don't wait until it's over to start planning, create a hybrid networking and marketing and outreach plan now. So you're light years ahead of everyone else when it is the, in air quotes, new normal. Could you speak more to that? Absolutely. I think one thing that's going to be really important to remember is that there is not going to be a clear line of demarcation between us in pandemic and us post-pandemic, right? It's, it's going to be an evolution and it's going to be a gradual evolution. And eventually there, there's going to be a, uh, a time where, whether it's middle of 2020, late 20, or excuse me, middle of 2021, late 2021, 2022, where we're going to be like, oh, wow, things are, you know, kind of back to normal-ish. Um, and, and I think it's, it's a mistake for us to just wait till that point to be like, all right, now I'm going to go and do my, my business development, my outreach, my career development. And so I really think it's important that even though, you know, we're still very much in a, in a, a odd time because of, uh, you know, social distancing and the like, that, that it's important that you still do some work to continue to build social capital, to build relationships, to help you help yourself professionally and to help others professionally now, but also to really set you set yourself up for success moving forward. And what the what are the components? If someone says, "Okay, that makes sense. I want to start making a hybrid marketing plan, a hybrid networking plan." What are the first like one or two components that they need to start including? So I think there's a couple key things that are going to be part of our work now, but, but also again, moving forward, because I said, I don't think there's just this on off switch where we're like, oh, we're post pandemic, everything's great. But I think one piece that's going to be really important for people to own is kind of the, their digital presence. And I'm biased. I, I work with people and organizations around LinkedIn. So I think, for example, a LinkedIn presence, your LinkedIn profile, some engagement on LinkedIn is going to be an important part of what you can do right now to, to again, to help create relationships and conversations right now, but also to keep yourself top of mind, to stay on people's radar. So that when we are kind of in the, the offline world, again, interacting in person, you're not starting from scratch. Right, people aren't going to be like, "Oh, yeah, Mark, I have, I haven't seen you in a year, but hey, great to hear from you." Yeah, here's a client, <laughs> <laughs> right? But rather, you know, they they've 
heard and uh, about you. They've seen you. Um, I, I think digital media is a great tool for this. Like LinkedIn, for example, I've been very active on LinkedIn, especially in 2020 on LinkedIn Live. And, and part of it was just to be there in front of people. I, you know, as a professional speaker, I saw a lot of my in-person engagements go away, like this with a snap of a finger. Oh, yeah. I'm like, they're going to come back eventually. I didn't know when at that point I was maybe a little too sanguine for how soon we would get back to in-person. Um, but I knew it was going to happen. So I was like, I still want to be in front of people's eyeballs. I want them to know me so that when they are going to have that in-person event, whether it's 2021 or now or 2022, that they think of me or that if I reach out to them, it's not a, a again, yeah, just out of nowhere. Um, so I think that that's, that's a key thing that is, is actually going to continue to be important in a post-pandemic world, but something we can do right now for sure. Um, I think another big thing is something I know you're great at and you've talked about before, but the, the power of the, the, the Zoom meeting, right? The power of the, the virtual call. I don't think having a one-on-one video call replaces in-person conversations. There's just way too much subconscious Com, uh, communication that happens when we're with somebody. Well, something as simple as body language. You forget how helpful it was with giving a presentation to have, is he cringing? Is she staying awake? Is he listening to me? Is she understanding what I'm saying? All you get is like the top of the chest up, sometimes the neck up. Oh yeah. And so I, I don't think it's ever going to be a true replacement, but I do think in this time, especially as many parts of, of the country and the world are still kind of locked down a bit, you know, there's still social distancing in effect, even again, as we move forward, hopefully that will, will lighten up a bit, but we're still going to probably see some sort of social distancing until 2022. Until I can just call anybody up and say, Hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? It's nice to be able to say, Hey, Mark, you want to, you want to grab a 30 minute zoom call. And in fact, I think what a lot of people are realizing is it's actually kind of nice. It's kind of nice to be like, Hey, I only have to take 30 minutes. It's not I mean, like, let's use you and I as an example. We've known each other for years. We've actually had that cup of coffee together in Chicago for e either of us. If we met for, let's just say an hour, had a great conversation. That's three hours of our day. Well, right. the, the networking event that you host and you, you maintain to invite people to that used to be on, I believe, the first Wednesday of every month. Yeah, the long room. That was two hours, even if I got there late, 90 minutes, but I had to walk to the train, get on the train, take it down to Brown, red to the Brown line, get off of the Brown line, walk to, and it really does. It becomes a three-hour ordeal. We're now making meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversations or even like recording this podcast. We don't have to go to a sound studio because we can't. Right. Right, right. I'm in my pajama pants right now, but I look good from the waist up and that's all you need on Zoom. So it just makes it even easier to do. Hey, thanks. Thanks for uh, wearing pants. You're, you're one step above me. Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. But, but that's exactly right. And I, I do think that a lot of, there's definitely some Zoom fatigue going on because we've had to meet only in these, these digital forums. Um, and using these these virtual pl uh, platforms, but I think now and moving forward, just going, hey, I'm going to find a way to meet with two people a week for 30 minutes, and and those people could be 
establish networking partners. Uh, I think it's actually a little easier right now because it is kind of hard to do that first conversation virtually, but you could still do it the, the first conversation virtually. So it could be existing uh, networking partners, people that you've met through LinkedIn and have started a conversation there. Um, you know, I think this is a great time to just go back and talk to past clients, you know, people that you might not have talked, might not have talked to them for years. But again, it's a big ask to say, can you take those couple hours, hop on a few trains or, you know, drive for 30 minutes, blah, 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 get dressed, take a It's another thing to say, hey, can I have 30 minutes? Would love to hear how things are going for you. Let's just connect. And, and all of those deposits into the bank, those deposits of social capital, I think are going to be very important as we you know, come out of, of lockdown and come out of the, the social distancing. And I think they're, they're going to be important no matter what. So I, can't, I, I think this is a great habit to get into, right, for the rest of, you know, you know for years. Well, there's also, we talked about this a little bit. When it comes to the hybrid route, when things go back to somewhat normal, or at least you're you are allowed to be, you know, socially distancing and going to what, whatever networking events will look like, I think a lot of people would be more acceptable to having the first call be a Zoom call because we're all getting so used to it. And I don't know how, how often it's happened to you, but I know there's been I can't I couldn't count the number of coffee meetings that I walked out of in in air quotes networking meetings, <laughs> where I took even if I walked there in 15 minutes hour, 15 minutes back, but once you include showering and everything else, two hours, where I walk out of the meeting and go, why the hell was I there? <laughs> that can be taken care of on a 20 to 30 minute Zoom call. I mean, what do you think about that? I think people are going to be much more accepting of, of course, we're going to meet on Zoom for the first call. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And not always, but I think in many situations that that getting to know you meeting the, the easier we can make it for ourselves and for the people that, you know, we're connecting with is great. I, I kind of think of the example of dating. It's like the coffee date, right? Where mm. you don't really want to invest a lot of time. And I mean, we don't really know where this is going to go. If I take, if, 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 if we go out to dinner or we, you know, we're, we're going to like a movie, like that's ours, but coffee is, it's like, okay, this 45 minutes, Let's see if this is is good. You know, let's see if there's there this might have some legs. And I mean, I remember before my wife, I remember being uh, on you know those coffee dates that were 40, 40 minutes. It was good. We're like, there is nothing here. You're a wonderful person. <laughs> I'm out. And I, I I can remember coffee dates that ended up being like six hours. We're like, wow, this is so much fun. Holy crap! It's you want to go you want to go have a have dinner? You know, like this is great. But we but we got to decide, right, um, that we were going to continue to invest more time. So yeah, I think it's going to be really easy. And not only from from our point of view, but it's going to be easier for people to accept that invitation, right? Like I even think, I, I know you get this, I get this where people reach out to me and are like, hey, whether it's it's about coaching or mentorship or speed or just, you know, the quote unquote, I want to pick your brain. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't do that in general. But I do think that there is power in just meeting somebody because you never know. Some of the best opportunities I've had in my life have come through non-obvious routes. So I like to be open to some, you know, reaching out beyond my kind of normal sphere of influence. But it, to your point, like if it's two hours, three hours, it's a lot. But hey, 30 minutes. In fact, hey, here's my, uh, my, my calendar sign up app. Yeah, find 30 minutes. Happy to jump on and 
And if we had a 30 minute conversation, you've had it, I've had it happen where you're like, oh, we need to keep, we need to talk more. Let's set up another time. And there's gonna be times where you're like, okay, that was good. Let's stay in touch. Moving uh, on. Moving on. And, and by the way, sometimes it, that's not even negative. Sometimes it's, uh, hey, it was great to meet you. There's nothing obviously right here. I mean, going back to why I like LinkedIn, it's like, hey, let's kind of just stay on each other's radars and you know, keep the relationship at a, a simmer. And then if something pops up where I can help you or you can help me, we can you know, come back to the relationship and, and turn the, the dial up a little bit. Well, you just used the word relationship a few times. And I think that's something that people need to realize on LinkedIn is right now it's about relationships. People are getting desperate. We, we understand people are sitting on their wallets. There's a lot of things happening with budgets. And some people think LinkedIn is a sales tool, which it is on the third or fourth contact, not you don't know me, can we connect? And then bam, <laughs> sales message. Dun, 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 the connect and pitch, right? What kind of ways can people build relationships on LinkedIn? Because I really do like it. It's either going to be, hey, Dave, it's been a year since I've yeah. seen you. Or it's going to be, hey, remember what we talked about last month on LinkedIn? Great to see you in person. Could you, how can people maintain relationships solely on LinkedIn and social? Well, wow. I mean, how many hours do we have? I, I think it really comes down to, though, this idea of using these digital tools just like we would engage in person. I think a lot of times people divorce social media or digital communication from the etiquette we would use in the real world. Like you wouldn't just meet somebody at a networking event and say, Hey, Mark, it's nice to meet you. Can I sell you? Right. But, mm -hmm. but for some reason we think we can do that on LinkedIn. Um, and, and a lot of it, I mean, it just stems from, as you said, kind of desperation and from people not being told or taught the right way of, of working with this. I do think it's really important to realize that LinkedIn is not a, it is actually not a sales tool. It's not a marketing tool. It's a social networking tool, which by the way, encompasses marketing and sales, but, but it has to be within that larger context. So how do you build relationships? Well, how do you build them in the offline world? You share time, you share ideas, you share uh, sometimes space, literally like right in an event. So you do that same thing on LinkedIn. So that might mean commenting on somebody's post, right? Asking a, a follow-up question. I, I mean, that's, I like when people like my posts, I like a lot more when they comment on them and they go, oh, this is my perspective or this is my idea. Cause then I can respond back to them. So think about the people that you want to engage and interact with and influence. Just the, the 10 minute, newsfeed scroll, if you do it intentionally, is so powerful. It's not like I want to waste some time because I'm brain dead right now. It's I'm going to go through and see what my network is talking about. They've posted stuff that is important enough to them that they've shared it. So if I can engage with that content, if I can like something or comment or ask a question or give an insight that I have, what a great and easy way to stay on people's radar. That, that's, that's probably the, the simplest, you know, again, just kind of on a light level, just kind of staying in touch with people. And then from, from there, it's starting to share content and go, hey, I want to contribute to these conversations. I want to start these conversations. And not thinking of sharing content as a, I want to just blast my product or my service out there, but I want to share some insights. I want to share some ideas. I want to share my perspective. I call it being a sales Sherpa, where if you really want to influence somebody these days, it's not about 
connecting and pitching. It's about positioning yourself as that trusted resource before they ever know they need what you offer, right? And so you're not trying to force your opinion on them. It's just, you kind of kind of sidle up right next to them and just hang out. And then when they're like, oh, I've got this question about mentorship. Oh, I should talk to Mark. He's always like, he's yep. the expert in this. I always hear him talking about this stuff. And you become, instead of, again, someone who has to push your opinion on them, it, 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 it just naturally lets them opt into you. So, so I think those are the places to start. And then it can be as simple as something you just said there, which is, hey, it's been a while. Let's, let's grab a conversation. You know? Well, people are also, I mean, tell me what you think about this. People are also more willing to have conversations right now because they're not driving to and from work. They're not managing 50 salespeople in an office. They don't have people coming into their office. So people are much more available right now. And I like what one of the things that you mentioned to speak about is for marketing plans, ask. If oh, you yeah. want something, ask. Yeah, I mean, I come from I come from a sales background. So it, it's always been natural to me, but I, I'm amazed at how many people just forget to ask for the things they want. And you, uh, conversations is a great example of this. You'd be surprised at how many people will say, yes, I'll give you 30 minutes of, of my time if you ask them for it. And by the way, not everybody, and you know, people are busy or they got you know, other things going on and you have to be accepting of that. But here's the reality, man, I've, I've been stuck in my home because you know, we're almost 12 months into social distancing right now. I've been stuck in my home with my wife, who I love dearly, and an 18 month old toddler. Right, talking to somebody different is fantastic. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> please, and yes, we're we're going to transition to a place where we're not stuck at home as much. But all the research, McKinsey actually just a, a couple months ago came out with research that showed, uh, and I want to get this right, that and this is in B two B sales that sixty percent of B two B sales conversations. Um, no, I'm going to do this right. 60% of organizations think that 50% or more of their sales conversations will continue to be virtual. Wow. So think about that for a second. I mean, does, so does it mean that we're going to be completely virtual? Not at all. Is that a lot of Zoom meetings? Absolutely. Because people are realizing it's, it's easier to not go into an office. Hey, for a lot of companies, they're going to realize, hey, why, why pay for the rent? <laughs> you know, Salesforce has said that they're going to pretty much be work from home. Even after the pandemic, you might've heard of Salesforce. They're kind of a big company. <laughs> I, I can imagine that influencing the decisions of other companies. And Hey, nobody knows exactly what's going to look like, but we know that this digital component is going to be a big piece of it. And I, I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, I, man, you talked about the long room networking event the, when it's safe to do that and we can get everybody together. Oh my gosh. That's going to be just an amazing evening. Oh but, yeah. You know, we're also going to have, we, we basically now have, and something I talk about a lot is, you know, the world, I call it a hyper-connected world. That was the name of actually one of my books, hyper-connected selling. And a big part of that is having multiple channels right to people. So we're going to have the offline, we're going to have networking events and networking coffees and sales meetings but we're also going to have virtual events and Zoom meetings and LinkedIn, right? And, and I think to be successful, we're going to have to embrace both of those. And going back to your initial question about how do you have a hybrid? How do you get ready? Well, you get practice. And more than anything right now, you pr if you can practice all of these things, you're going to be much better positioned come 
whether it's in six months, 12 months, 18 months, to a world where we can have a lot more freedom to, to meet in person? Well, with practicing and asking, one thing that I realize, and anyone listening, if you're pivoting at all, which most people on some level are, even if it's just getting used to working from home and I'm selling on Zoom meetings or I'm building relationships on Zoom meetings, I'm presenting on Zoom meetings, you get to practice. I know in my case, I completely pivoted from the meetings and events industry and now going to virtual events for me. Yes, I meet people. Yes, I get leads. The bigger picture is I get to practice my new pitch right. a lot more than I would at normal networking events because I could only go to one or two a week where I can go to two, three, four. When I pivoted initially, I was going to at least two a week, but I was doing it from home and it helped me hone my pitch so much that now people lean in and want to talk. You get that. And at networking events, they want an elevator pitch, 30 seconds. At virtual events, I found they're much more lenient with time. What do you do is like a two minute answer. Right. Practice that. A hundred, yeah, For sure. I mean, I think that the more repetitions you have in anything, the more successful you'll be. I, I was I, I was very fortunate. Obviously, I had to pivot from in-person speaking and training to only doing virtual. But the nice thing is I've actually been doing virtual for a decade. You know, I've done webinars, I've I've been I've had a YouTube channel for over a decade. So very early on, I was able to be very comfortable, not only one-on-one, but you know, running. It's always very strange when you're looking at a camera and you're like, there's 150 or 200 eyeballs on you right now, but I can't see anybody. But I, I was very comfortable with it. People were like, you're really good at this. I'm like, I should be, I've been doing it for years. And to your point, a lot of people are just, just kind of getting to this, this work from home or the, you know, we're maybe a year into doing the, the virtual. Yeah. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. The more comfortable you're going to be, the more confident you're going to be, the more influential you'll be. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge, huge point. Well, and for closing for people listening, if they're like, okay, I get it. I got to start now a hybrid marketing plan, a hybrid outreach plan. Even in the pandemic, I'm busy. I'm going to do one thing to get started. What would you tell them? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you off and I'm going to give you two. Number one, spend 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn. Number two, have one 30-minute conversation with somebody you don't normally talk to, a networking partner, new or old, somebody from a different part of your company, somebody that you met at a past event, a past client. So, so 15 minutes a day on LinkedIn, Monday through Friday, one 30-minute phone call once a week, Zoom call. That's, that's, what I, that's what I would do. If you're super busy, can't do anything else that will have a huge impact on your career. Imagine having 52 conversations with new people over the course of the next year. I mean, if you don't get ideas or insights or opportunities from that, you're just trust me, you will. Thank you. And if people want to find you online, where's the best place to go? DavidJPFisher.com. That's my online home. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I am there at least 15 minutes a day. LinkedIn.com slash in slash IMDFish, I-A-M-D-F-I-S-H. And you can also check out my podcast at BeerBeatsAndBusiness.com. Go find Mark's episode. He's joined me there as well. Thank you for the time, David. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.